Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is April 28th. Today we're going to continue in Doctrine and Covenants 45 by continuing to talk about the Savior's second coming and the things that he teaches here about that. Verses 16 through 24-ish, Christ is reteaching what he taught his disciples in Matthew 24 and 25. These are his teachings on the Mount of Olives. In fact, Joseph Smith Matthew is a wonderful translation of those chapters and can really help us understand even more the things that the Savior is talking about here in Doctrine and Covenants 45. But what I love about this is that here in Doctrine and Covenants 45, it's almost like the Savior is going to translate his words that he gave 2,000 years earlier, knowing that the saints were different people and in a different place with a different culture. He's going to tell the same things, but he's going to say it in a new way. And I absolutely love that. It teaches me so much about how the Savior is willing to meet me where I am and speak to me in ways that I can understand. So in those verses, he's going to talk about the destruction and the scattering of the Jews. And he's going to talk about the destruction of the temple, which I absolutely love the symbolism behind the destruction of the temple. Christ had already passed, and the earth was headed towards this apostasy. And then Herod's temple is destroyed. The temple being destroyed is such an awesome symbol to me, and a reminder to me that without Christ, there is no temple. There are no ordinances, no covenants. And if you think about how one of the principal purposes of the temple in the Old Testament days was sacrifice and atonement, then the destruction of the temple also symbolizes that without Christ, there is no atonement. There is no redemption. Such incredible symbolism in that. Now, these following verses are given as signs for us about the second coming. Oftentimes when we read about the second coming or we study the second coming or even when we're pondering the second coming and everything that comes with that, it can feel really heavy. If we go down the rabbit hole, it can really drag us down. If that's the case for you, then you're in good company. Because when the Savior taught the signs of his second coming to his disciples, let's take a look at what they said. In verse 34, the Savior says, And now, when I, the Lord, had spoken these words unto my disciples, they were troubled. They hear all of these things that we're going to talk about in a minute, and they become troubled. Now, it wasn't a lack of faith in the disciples. The disciples were faithful men. But hearing all of this, hearing all this heavy, hard things caused the disciples to be troubled. But let's take a look at what he says next. In verse 35, he says, And I said unto them, Be not troubled, for when all these things shall come to pass, ye may know that the promises which have been made unto you shall be fulfilled. Now, there are a couple things that I love there. First of all, I love how he says, look, you can find joy in this because if you see that these signs are fulfilled, if I say this and this and this is going to happen and then you see it happen, you can trust in everything that I have told you. When you see a prophecy fulfilled, you can trust that when I say I will save you, that I will. When I say that I will exalt you, I will. When I tell you that I am the savior, I am. So I love that, that these signs are going to be a witness to them, that everything that he taught them was true and that they could trust those things. But what I really love is here, the disciples are struggling. 
They're troubled. They are weighed down in this heaviness. And the Savior says to them, be not troubled. Essentially, he's saying, be of good cheer. So as we talk about some of these harder things and these more difficult things and these signs that are going to happen as we approach the Savior's second coming, I invite you to think of how can I be of good cheer? Right now, knowing what's going to come, how can I be of good cheer? And when these things are actually happening on the earth, how can I be of good cheer? How can I be not troubled? So I want you to ponder that as we kind of go through these signs. I feel like as we do that, as we focus on not being troubled and how we can have good cheer, then it can kind of take the weight and heaviness out of these things. So let's take a look at some of these signs. In verse 24, the Lord is saying, I've told you that the Jews are going to be scattered. And then in 25, as part of these millennial second coming signs, he says that they shall be gathered again. So the gathering is part of the signs of the second coming. No wonder President Nelson talks so frequently about the gathering of the children of Israel and about how to be gathered so that we can be counted among his people. Verse 26 says, And in that day shall be heard of wars and rumors of wars, and the whole earth shall be in commotion. Goodness gracious, if that is not a description of the earth today, I don't know what is. Wars and rumors of wars, and the earth is in commotion. Sometimes it feels like the peace has been taken from the earth, and sometimes that might be true. But I testify that even in the midst of war, even in the midst of commotion, as we follow the Savior and lean on Him, we can have peace. Even if there's no peace all around us, we can have peace within ourselves as we follow Him and as we trust Him. Then it says, And men's hearts shall fail them, and they shall say that Christ delayeth His coming until the end of the earth. Something that I find really interesting here is that it's not saying people will deny Christ, but they try to pretend like they don't need to worry about what's going on. They don't need to think about him. It's not that he doesn't exist, but that he's not going to come anytime soon. So they don't have to worry about him. And if they don't have to worry about him, they don't have to worry about themselves and their actions. Then it says, and the love of men shall wax cold and iniquity shall abound. We're seeing that in the world today as well. Now, this is my favorite verse. It's saying when all this is happening, when a gathering is going on, when there are wars and rumors of wars and things are in commotion and men's hearts are failing them and they're denying that Christ is coming, when love is waxing cold and is hard to be found, when iniquity is abounding, then at that time, a light shall break forth among them that sit in darkness and it shall be the fullness of my gospel. My friends, that was the beautiful part of the first vision. During difficult times, both in the world and personally, the Savior was willing to bring light. As the Lord saw that the calamities were coming, as he says in section one, and as he saw that Joseph was in darkness, that's when he brought forth light. And he can do that in our lives as well. And he will do that in our lives as we reach to him. I absolutely love in verse 32, when all of this is going on, 
when all these signs are happening, when all of this is being fulfilled and the world feels dark and difficult, the Savior says, My disciples shall stand in holy places and shall not be moved. My friends, that is how we find joy. That is how we find good cheer. Elder Renlin said, There will be adversity and trials that will come to us that seem like they're almost too hard to bear. But then he says, Nevertheless, be of good cheer, for I will lead you along. That is a promise from the Lord. Be of good cheer in the midst of your adversity. Be of good cheer, for I will lead you along. My friends, we can be of good cheer and we can be led by him as we stand in holy places, as we stand in the temples, as we stand in the church. But more importantly, as we make everywhere we stand a holy place by our choices, by our lives, and by our hearts. My friends, I testify that even in the darkness, even in the difficult times, as we reach to him, Christ will send his light. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.